All right, welcome aboard, everybody, to the voice of one, to the VU. This is VU 44, and you have found it, the new international podcast known as the voice of one, otherwise known as VU. This is episode 44 for Saturday, December 5, year of our Lord 2020, otherwise known as Re-Election Day Plus 32. That's right. We've gone international, folks. I was looking at some uh, some analytics, and no, there's not. It's not like there's some big international audience out there. But I was noticing that we have had uh, at least some people listen in Ireland, Russia, Germany, and the United Kingdom. That's right, folks. So uh, you're, <laughs> you're you're part of the international uh, audience. By the way, I also saw that over a quarter of you guys are, are listening on Spotify. So uh, I might need to look over at Spotify a little bit more about that platform because, and here's what I was thinking, I think on Spotify I could put some show notes, those kind of things, links maybe to some things that I refer to. So I'm going to check that out and see if I can uh, uh, better serve you guys that are listening over on Spotify. Hey, uh, great to have you here this morning. Uh, yeah, the week got a, a little bit away from me, so we got pushed on to uh, today. But uh, it's great to have you with us. It's going to be a bright and sunny day here in uh, Indianapolis. Hope it's uh, a good weekend wherever you happen to be as well. This is, uh, is going to be primarily a fun issue. It's kind of a fun issue, but I do want to... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm calling this the, the hearing highlights issue. The hearing highlights issue. That's right. There were some, uh, class, you know, they've been having these these uh, day-long, 10, 11-hour presentations. Uh, Mayor uh, Giuliani, uh, the president's lawyer, uh, Jenna Ellis, uh, other lawyers and experts and eyewitnesses have been doing these hearings before legislative bodies primarily in uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Arizona, uh, various places. So uh, obviously we don't have time to sit around and listen to those things all day, but uh, there <laughs> there are some highlights that are emerging uh, from some of these things. So I want to let you in on, on a couple of these highlights and uh, a couple of them are kind of uh, insightful, but also uh, fun as well. So, but first, but first, ladies and gentlemen, on this weekend, I, I do need to bring you some uh, news, just a couple news items before we go to our hearing highlights segment. All right, folks, uh, here's, here's one of the reasons uh, we fight. Here's one of the reasons we fight. Donald J. Trump has been the most pro-life president in my lifetime, for sure. Now, throughout my life, the Republican Party has had a lot of lip service and raised a lot of money and done a lot of campaigning. Uh, around uh, this issue. But uh, as uh, the president said when he was running against the, uh, the other uh, 16 folks that were career GOP uh, politi- political types, he, he said to them, you guys are all talk, no action. That's exactly right. So here the president, action-oriented, has taken more action uh, in a pro-life direction than any president in my lifetime. And what we're finding right this second is now that it appears uh, to some that he's uh, going to be out of the way, right? That he he is he's the block, he's the roadblock. 
Um, and, and, and I'm not to suggest that, that any given state can't take whatever action that they want to take along the way, but I'm just I'm sensing the timing of this is not coincidental. So here's, here's what I want to uh, bring to your attention as to, as to what we're up against, uh, the worldview that we're up against, and why we're voting, and why I s- said to you, this is way more than about Donald Trump and his tweets and his personality and everything. That's not the, that's not the issue. All right, here's, here's the deal. Here's a, here's a story that was run in, in uh, Breitbart by Dr. Susan Berry on yesterday. And the headline is, Protesters Condemn Radical New Jersey Abortion Bill Backed by Governor Phil Murphy, New Jersey. All right. So it says, Pro-life leaders protested a radical abortion bill introduced in the New Jersey legislature that would allow abortion for any reason throughout all nine months of pregnancy, repeal all existing restrictions on abortion, and force taxpayers to fully fund the procedure. A coalition of pro-life groups held a, quote, day of outrage protest this week at the offices of New Jersey lawmakers who are sponsoring the legislation. Quote, the Reproductive Freedom Act is a human trafficker's best friend, end quote, Reverend Greg Quinlan said for the Garden State fam- for Garden State Families. Quote, the Reproduction Freedom Act will allow anyone of any age, regardless of their residency, to receive an abortion at the expense of New Jersey taxpayers. New Jersey taxpayers will be paying for abortions for women victimized by human traffickers. End quote. According to the bill's summary, the legislation specifies that a fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus may not be understood to have any independent rights under any of the laws of this state. That's a quote from the, uh, from the legislation. So, uh, and then the governor had uh, uh, introduced the bill uh, back in October. He said this, as access to health care and the right to choose are under attack at the federal level. In other words, Donald Trump is in our way. We will support, defend, and protect reproductive rights here in New Jersey. The Reproductive Freedom Act will remove barriers to reproductive health, as well as expand access to contraception while reaffirming choice. Together we stand, unwavering in our commitment to work towards reproductive freedom for all New Jerseyans, end quote. And of course, obviously, it's a big statement by the Planned Parenthood uh, uh, president and all this kind of thing. So, uh, folks, this, this is exactly the demonic worldview that is seeking to come to power and has been vexed by the fact that Hillary Rodham Clinton didn't win and they didn't get their way uh, during these past four years. And uh, it is a, it's a spiritual, moral level issue that has nothing to do with whether or not someone tweets the way you want them to tweet or not. So that's what we're up against. Meanwhile, I bring to you this news item, and this one is from uh, uh, the UK, Daily Mail, and this was covered in a lot of places uh, also. But uh, here is uh, from yesterday, uh, Matthew Wright, uh, writing for the Daily Mail. Uh, Here's the headline. It says, Biden's sick joke. Sick in quotes. 
President-elect makes bizarre quip about developing a mystery disease and resigning if he ever argues with uh, Kamala Harris over a, quote, moral principle. And so it talks about how uh, the vice president, uh, not the president-elect, the, the vice president is uh, uh, in, uh, Biden is in an in a, uh, interview with uh, Jake Tapper, of course, and, uh, and who ask about how they're going to handle disagreements. Now, think about this. First of all, I, I don't even have time to go into all this today, but I can, I, someday we'll, we'll go into this. But, but the complete and total irrelevancy of the vice president of the United States in the overall scheme of things is something we need to address. And, and how historically, I'm talking about way back at, at the start of our, our country, literally the vice president was just sent back home to their farm or wherever they, you know, would go, back to, go back and run your business. If we need you, we'll call you here to Washington. I mean, the, the vice president was just this backup plan. Remember, um, well, anyway, I don't have time to go into that. But anyway, now, literally, they're sitting these people that are determined to sit who they think is the president-elect of the United States of the free world. And he, he's being asked how he's going to handle any disagreements as though they're married or something. Right? He's the president of the United States. What do you mean how they're going to handle a disagreement? Anyway, uh, it, it's just it's unbelievable. Anyway, so here's what happened. Here's exactly what Biden said. Now, remember, he's demented. He's lost his filter. Here's the guy who said, uh, literally said on a campaign trail, because he doesn't have a filter, he said, I don't need your vote to get elected. I need your help after I'm elected. That's what he said verbatim on the campaign trail. Right, because he has no filter, right? So he just said it out loud. He he said out loud, "We have the largest election fraud organization ever assembled." Right, because he said it, and everybody just smooths over and says, "Well, that's not that's not you know you have to understand what he really meant by that is as a detection, whatever." No, that's not what he said. And so, and by the way, if you're going to hold Donald J. Trump to the fire for. Uh, um, making comments that are imprecise, then we're going to have to hold Biden to the same standard. And he said that he had the largest election fraud organization ever established, and obviously that's the case. But anyway, so he's got no filter. So here's he's sitting with Jake Tapper and uh, Kamala Harris right there by his side, and he's asked this question about how you guys are going to handle disagreements, and here's exactly what he said. I'm quoting for, from Joe Biden. He said, if I reach something where there is a fundamental disagreement that we have based upon moral principle, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Now, let me, let me just say it one more time. This is the man that they say has been elected the president of the United States of America, talking about whether or not how he would handle a disagreement with the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Quote, if I reach something where there is a fundamental disagreement that we have based upon moral principle, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign, end quote. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You, you, I, it, it's just, it, it's, it's, uh, anyway, it's, uh, hey, it's the weekend. We want to have a fun issue, all right? So... <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, uh, let's uh, I'm going to take a quick time out and then uh, we'll come right back and we'll head into some uh, 
hearing highlights. It's the hearing highlights issue, all right? So uh, <laughs> I'll be right back, folks. All right, welcome back, folks, to the uh, hearing highlights section. <laughs> Let me give you a quick update, uh, this courtesy of KMC Radio, Kevin McCullough. Uh, as of this morning, he's given us an update on state-by-state state where things uh, stand. Uh, so let me start with, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, Arizona. In Arizona, uh, their uh, initial ballot inspection found 2% fraud in duplicate ballots. And Biden's current margin lead is 0.03. So 2% fraud, Biden leads by 0.03. Also in Arizona, newly authorized uh, ballot inspection expands to 25 times what they had originally agreed uh, to inspect. In Nevada, uh, the Nevada lawsuit has been appealed to the uh, Supreme Court of Nevada. Uh, Also, they found that 42,000 voters voted twice, uh, 1,500 dead people voted, uh, 22,400 non-residents voted, this is Nevada, 21,000 listed vacant or commercial addresses, and USB drives and witnesses, uh, overnight tallies were manipulated. This is Nevada. Then there's Wisconsin, and uh, Wisconsin, they're adding Trump, Team Trump is adding to their uh, suit uh, and adding testimonies, uh, a mission, uh, uh, whatever, I think that's all I've got there. Uh, meanwhile, in Michigan, a uh, judge orders a forensic audit of Dominion machines. In Pennsylvania, 76 lawmakers call on Congress to reject certification. Uh, and in Georgia, uh, Trump uh, is continuing to file an election contest. Now, that brings me to Georgia, and I want you to listen to what uh, this lawyer presented. There was a, here, a legislative hearing uh, on the election, and this is what an attorney presented Uh, as to the uh, voting irregularities uh, in Georgia. So this is an attorney presenting in uh, before the Georgia uh, legislative body. All right, listen up. 2,506 felons voted illegally in Georgia. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday, when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 10,315 or more individuals to vote who are deceased by the time of the election. 395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state which is illegal in both states. 15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,000 
279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to Election Day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I mean, what a mess in Georgia. What a mess. And uh, anyway, I want you to be able to hear these because, uh, you know, none of us have have time to sit around and listen all day to 11 hours worth of, uh, of these presentations. But I just want to give you a couple highlights. Now, uh, hang on just, just a moment. I'll be right back. All right. So listen, guys. Uh, this next highlight, these uh, next two highlights actually are from uh, the hearing that was held uh, in, before a legislative body in Michigan, in Michigan. And uh, the first one is uh, a lady whose testimony has gone complete, <laughs> completely viral. And when I say viral, I mean viral. I mean, uh, the last time I, I saw, uh, it, it, it looked like she had had seven million views of uh, the testimony, her testimony. And so she was pretty feisty. Now, she was actually somehow associated with Dominion voting machines. She's actually associated with Dominion voting machines. And so she's there testifying about uh, irregularities. And uh, she is uh, tart, I think you would maybe maybe say. Uh, so, And she's being questioned now by a Republican a uh, young man who's a Republican representative, he's trying to ask her some questions. And uh, at any rate, <laughs> listen to this that, uh, that, has, that has now been listened to by, by 7 million uh, people around the world. All right, <laughs> listen to this. This election, I will say, it, they took, these Democrats took every avenue possible to commit fraud in this election. And what I saw on the third and fourth was over 20 counts of fraud being taken place in front of my face. How many ballots would you estimate in front of you that you observed were counted multiple times in the machine? Can you put a number to it, an estimated number? At least, least 30,000. At least 30,000, okay. The, the, poll book, the poll book is completely off. Completely off. Off that by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. That poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you, do you even know the answer to that? So, no, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. So my question then is if the yes how many wait what about what about how what, what about the turnout rate 120 percent well let's uh let's let representative johnson ask his question so, please. so the poll book number okay there, there's two things that could happen here either the poll book number if, if ballots were called multiple multiple times there, there's two options option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match they the, don't the actual not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people, too? So is that, Let's I guess, let is that Representative your Representative Johnson ask his question, and then when I he's done. I thought that done, was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess uh, that, that's well, my, my question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. 
That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. That they're filling in I know what names? I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay, we're <laughs> unbelievable. Classic, classic. Hey, listen, there at one point Rudy's trying to reach over and like shush her, right? Because anyway, it was classic. Hey, all right, so I'm gonna leave you with this because this is your VU approved hearing highlight. Right? Here's your VU approved hearing highlight audio. And this is another witness at the Michigan uh, legislative hearing. Uh, and so this is her test. You had three minutes. And so I'm going to let you hear the whole thing. But this is, folks, this is in the category of wait for it. All right. You have to wait for it because, and, and you'll understand why she's VU approved. Now, uh, the, anyway, folks, listen to this. Uh, nothing else to say. I'll see you guys on Monday, but be sure to listen to this lady and wait for it. God bless you guys. Look like the other people have done, such as Dana Nessel, who's in the fraud, check. Governor Whitmer, fraud, check. And all of the above, check. Or will you sweep me off my feet by taking my testimony as facts rather than fiction? My name is Artesia Bomber. I am an adult citizen, resident of the state of Michigan, also a registered voter. I was trained and credentialed to be a poll challenger for the November 2020 general election. I witnessed many election irregularities and violations of Michigan election law, and I hope that my statement is taken seriously. I am sharing this information under the penalty of perjury that if I testify, I can be locked up if I'm telling a lie, which I am not. On November the 3rd, 2020, between 9.30 and 10 p.m., I reported to TCF Center. I was assigned to two separate tables, absentee voting county board, 123 and 120. I immediately noticed things were not normal. Election workers were allowed to wear Biden t-shirts, blue face masks, the ones I recognized on Gretchen Whitmer's face in some of her interviews on Charlie Langston's show. I also saw poll workers wearing Black Lives Matter, oh, Black Lives Matter face masks, which is a political movement. Joe Biden is moving to defund the police. Thank you very much. I am not passing judgment on this because I am a proud black woman from the city of Detroit. Welcome, my sister from the D. Please uh, direct your comments to the I know this because I've been strictly told not to wear anything of partisan related to my candidates for office. So election supervisors seem to be implementing a double standard. Election workers had jackets, backpacks, purses, etc., on the tables and on the floors. There was no system to check your personal effects. Some people even had coolers for food with them. I don't know what was in them. It could have been ballots for all I know. I observed an election worker pull out a ballot from an envelope where the circle was completed next to the name Donald J. Trump. I saw this with my own eyes, all this that I'm saying to you today. I could see this because the marking was at the very top left corner of the ballot. Instead of processing the ballot, I saw the election worker push the ballot back in the envelope and put it in there in a black container on top of the table. I witnessed a meeting between election workers, team leads, where they gathered together and spoke at meetings that was in the left far hand side of the wall. The meeting ended in cheers. Woo! They were just super excited. At approximately 11.43 p.m., I heard one of the team leads yell, this is our house tonight. And further yell, they're going to do what we tell them to do from here on out. I yep. took that as they're saying, this is the, the Democrats' um, house tonight, and the Republicans, independent, or whoever, is going to do what we say tonight. And might I add, I was a U.S. Taxpayer Party of Michigan candidate at that time, sir. I observed stations where election workers were working on scan ballots that had issues that needed to be manually corrected. I believe some of these workers were changing votes that had been cast for Donald Trump other than Republican candidates. I observed ballots with cursive writing notes at the top right-hand corner. I observed a lot of them. Let's say a count 
maybe about a hundred of them or more. I also um, observed these ballots did not have ballot codes on them. The one, you know, you tear at the top, no ballot code numbers. At approximately 4.03 a.m., a poll worker announced 50 boxes of ballots coming in. Election workers loudly cheer, woo! Why? Did they know that they were for Biden? Was it a Biden dump? We don't know, huh? About 4.50 a.m., I witnessed a man spraying a chemical inside the ballot. It could have been air, but I also saw him put whiteout tape up inside of there, and he was walking around with this whiteout tape during the whole night. I have witnesses. If you need to call on them, their name is Cheryl Constantino, Linda Sawyer, Judy Jump, Debbie Swall, and Marlene Benser, including myself, Articia Bomber. I can't get all into this because I probably got a few more seconds, but let me tell you, it was voter fraud at its finest, pure and calculated fraud. And I, I wouldn't be surprised the people up here was involved. But this young man right here, Senator McDaniel, Donald, I gotta give you kudos. I, I see you're interested in this. And Senator Thies, I have to give you kudos because I see you're really paying attention. I wish Senator Lucido was here because I say he's paying attention. And now I think you will pay attention. And I plead the blood of Jesus over this fraud and that everybody that was part of it and know about it will be convicted and they sold and they spirit, they won't sleep, they won't Thank eat you, until they come right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.